2 Kings chapter 20, Hezekiah is healed. <clears throat> In those days Hezekiah was stricken with a terminal illness. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, visited him and told him, This is what the Lord has said. Give your household instructions, for you are about to die. You will not get well. He turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, Please, Lord, remember how I have served you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion, and how I have carried out your will. Then Ezekiel wept bitterly. Isaiah had not yet left the middle courtyard when the Lord's message came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this is what the Lord God of your ancestor David has said. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Look, I will hear you. The day after tomorrow you will go up to the Lord's temple. I will add 15 years to your life and rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. I will shield this city for the sake of my reputation and because of my promise to David, my servant. Isaiah ordered, get a fig cake. So they did as he ordered and placed it on an, the unulcerated saw and he recovered. Hezekiah had said to Isaiah, what is the confirming sign that the Lord will heal me, that I will go up to the Lord's temple the day after tomorrow? Isaiah replied, This is your sign from the Lord confirming that the Lord will do what he has said. Do you want the shadow to move ahead ten steps or to go back ten steps? Hezekiah answered, It is easy for the shadow to lengthen ten steps, but not to go back ten steps. Isaiah the prophet called to the Lord, and the Lord made the shadow go back ten steps on the stairs of Ahaz. Messengers from Babylon visit Hezekiah. At that time, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent messengers and letters and a gift to Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah was ill. Hezekiah helped, welcomed him and showed him his whole storehouse with its silver, gold, spices and high-quality olive oil, as well as his armour and everything in his treasuries. Hezekiah showed them everything in his palace and his whole kingdom. Isaiah the prophet visited King Hezekiah and asked him, What did these men say? Where did they come from? Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. Isaiah asked, What have they seen in your palace? Hezekiah replied, They have seen everything in my palace. I showed them everything in my treasuries. Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Listen to the Lord's message. Look, a time is coming when everything in your palace and the things your ancestors have accumulated to this day will be carried away to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your very descendants whom you father will be taken away and will be made eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the Lord's message, which you have announced is appropriate. Then he said, at least there will be peace and stability during my lifetime. The rest of the events of Hezekiah's reign and all his accomplishments, including how he built a pool and conduit to bring water into the city, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Judah. Hezekiah passed away and his son Manasseh replaced him as king. Isaiah chapter 38, the Lord hears Hezekiah's prayer. In those days Hezekiah was stricken with a terminal illness, the prophet Isaiah son of Amos, visited him and told him, This is what the Lord says. Give instructions to your household, for you are about to die. You will not get well. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Please, Lord, remember how I have served you faithfully 
and with wholehearted devotion, and how I have carried out your will. Then Hezekiah wept bitterly. The Lord's message came to Isaiah, Go and tell Hezekiah, This is what the Lord God of your ancestor David says, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears. Look, I will add fifteen years to your life. I will also rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. I will shield this city. Isaiah replied, This is your sign from the Lord, confirming that the Lord will do what he has said. Look, I will make the shadow go back ten steps on the stairs of Ahaz. And then the shadow went back ten steps. Hezekiah's Song of Thanks This is the prayer of King Hezekiah of Judah when he was sick and then recovered from his illness. I thought, in the middle of my life I must walk through the gates of Sheol. I am deprived of the rest of my years. I thought, I will no longer see the Lord in the land of the living. I will no longer look on humankind with the inhabitants of the world. My dwelling place is removed and taken away from me as a shepherd's tent. I rolled up my life like a weaver rolls cloth. From the loom he cuts me off. You turn day into night and end my life. I cry out until morning. Like a lion he shatters all my bones. You turn day into night and end my life. Like a swallow or a thrush I chirp, I coo like a dove. My eyes grow tired from looking up at the sky. O Lord, I am oppressed. Help me. What can I say? He has decreed and acted. I will walk slowly all my years because I am overcome with grief. O Lord, your decrees can give men life. May years of life be restored to me. Restore my health and preserve my life. Look, the grief I experienced was for my benefit. You delivered me from the pit of oblivion. For you removed all my sins from your sight. Indeed, Sheol does not give you thanks. Death does not praise you. Those who descend into the pit do not anticipate your faithfulness. The living person, the living person, he gives you thanks as I do today. A father tells his sons about your faithfulness. The Lord is about to deliver me and we will celebrate with music for the rest of our lives in the Lord's temple. Isaiah ordered, let them take a fig cake and apply it to the ulcerated sore and he will get well. Hezekiah said, what is the confirming sign I will go up to the Lord's temple? Isaiah chapter 39, Messages from Babylon, visit Hezekiah. At that time Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a gift to Hezekiah, for he heard that Hezekiah had been ill and had recovered. Hezekiah welcomed them and showed them his storehouse with its silver, gold, spices and high-quality olive oil, as well as his whole armoury and everything in his treasuries. Hezekiah showed them everything in his palace and his whole kingdom. Isaiah the prophet visited King Hezekiah and asked him, What did these men say? Where did they come from? Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. Isaiah asked, What have they seen in your palace? Hezekiah replied, They have seen everything in my palace. I showed them everything in my treasuries. Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Listen to the message of the Lord of heaven's armies. Look, a time is coming when everything in your palace and the things your ancestors have accumulated to this day will be carried away to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your very own descendants whom you father will be taken away and will be made eunuchs in the palace of the kings of Babylon. Hezekiah said to Isaiah, 
The Lord's message that you have announced is appropriate. Then he thought, For there will be peace and stability during my lifetime. Isaiah chapter 40, the Lord returns to Jerusalem. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and tell her that her time of warfare is over, that her punishment is completed. For the Lord has made her pay double for all her sins. A voice cries out. In the wilderness, clear a way for the Lord. Build a level road through the rift valley of our God. Every valley must be elevated, every mountain and hill levelled. The rough terrain will become a level plain, the rugged landscape a wide valley. The splendour of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it at the same time, for the Lord has decreed it. A voice says, cry out. Another asks, why should I cry out? The first voice responds, all peoples are like grass, and all their promises are like the flowers in the field. The grass dries up, the flowers wither, when the wind sent by the Lord blows on them. Surely humanity is like grass. The grass dries up, the flowers wither, but the decree of our God is forever reliable. Go up on a high mountain, O herald Zion. Shout out loudly, O herald Jerusalem. Shout, don't be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Look, the sovereign Lord comes as a victorious warrior. His military power establishes his rule. Look, his reward is with him. His prize goes before him. Like a shepherd, he tends his flock. He gathers up the lands with his arms. He carries them close to his heart. He leads the ewes along. The Lord is incomparable, who has measured out the waters in the hollow of his hand, or carefully measured the sky, or carefully weighed the soil of the earth, or weighed the mountains in a balance, or the hills on scales, who comprehends the mind of the Lord, who gives him instruction as his counsellor, from whom does he receive directions? Who teaches him the correct way to do things, or imparts knowledge to him, or instructs him in skilful design? Look, the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He lifts the coastlands as if they were dust. Not even Lebanon could supply enough firewood for a sacrifice. Its wild animals would not provide enough burnt offerings. All the nations are insignificant before him. They are regarded as absolutely nothing. To whom can you compare God? To what image can you liken him? A craftsman casts an idol, a metalsmith overlays it with gold and forges silver chains for it. To make a contribution, one selects wood that will not rot. He then seeks a skilled craftsman to make an idol that will not fall over. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told to you since the very beginning? Have you not understood from the time the earth's foundations were made? He is the one who sits on the earth's horizons. Its inhabitants are like grasshoppers before him. He is the one who stretches out the sky like a thin curtain and spreads it out like a pitched tent. He is the one who reduces rulers to nothing. He makes the earth's leaders insignificant. Indeed, they are barely planted. Yes, they are barely sown. Yes, they barely take root in the earth. And then he blows on them, causing them to dry up, and the wind carries them away like straw. To whom can you compare me? Whom do I resemble? says the Holy One. Look up at the sky, who created all these heavenly lights. He is the one who leads out their ranks. He calls them all by name. Because of his absolute power and awesome strength, not one of them is missing. 
Why do you say Jacob? Why do you say Israel? The Lord is not aware of what is happening to me. My God is not concerned with my vindication. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is an eternal God, the creator of the whole earth. He does not get tired or weary. There is no limit to his wisdom. He gives strength to those who are tired, to the ones who lack power. He gives renewed energy. Even youths get tired and weary. Even strong young men clumsily stumble. But those who wait for the Lord's help find renewed strength. They rise up as if they had eagle's wings. They run without growing weary. They walk without getting tired. Psalm 68 for the music director by David, a psalm, a song. God springs into action. His enemies scatter. His adversaries run from him. A smoke is driven away by the wind, so you drive them away. As wax melts before fire, so the wicked are destroyed before God. But the godly are happy. They rejoice before God and are overcome with joy. Sing to God. Sing praises in his name. Exalt the one who rides on the clouds. For the Lord is his name. Rejoice before him. He is the father to the fatherless and an advocate for widows. God rules from his holy dwelling place. God settles in their own homes those who have been deserted. He frees prisoners and grants them prosperity. But sinful rebels live in the desert. O God, when you lead your people into battle, when you march through the wastelands, the earth shakes. Yes, the heavens pour down rain before God, the God of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. O God, you cause abundant showers to fall on your chosen people. When they are tired, you sustain them, for you live among them. You sustain the oppressed with your good blessings, O God. The Lord speaks. Many, many women spread the good news. Kings leading armies run away. They run away. The lovely lady of the house divides up the loot. When you lie down among the sheepfolds, the wings of the dove are covered with silver and with glittering gold. When the sovereign one scatters kings, let it snow in Zalmon. The mountain of Bashan is a towering mountain. The mountain of Bashan is a mountain with many peaks. Why do you look with envy, O mountains with many peaks, at the mountain where God has decided to live? Indeed, the Lord will live there permanently. God has countless chariots. They number in their thousands. The Lord comes from Sinai in holy splendor. You ascend on high. You have taken many captives. You receive tribute from men, including even sinful rebels. Indeed, the Lord God lives there. The Lord deserves praise. Day after day, he carries our burden, the God who delivers us. Our God is the God who delivers. The Lord, the sovereign Lord, can rescue from death. Indeed, God strikes the heads of his enemies, the hairy foreheads of those who persist in rebellion. The Lord says, I will retrieve them from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depths of the sea so that your feet may stomp in their blood and your dogs may eat their portion of the enemy's corpses. They see your processions, O God, the processions of my God, my King, who marches along in holy splendour. Singers walk in front. Musicians follow playing their stringed instruments in the midst of young women playing tambourines. In your large assemblies, praise God, the Lord, in the assemblies of Israel. There is little Benjamin, their ruler, and the princes of Judah in their robes, along with the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtali. God has decreed that you will be powerful, 
O God, you have acted on our behalf. Demonstrate your power. Because of your temple in Jerusalem, kings bring tribute to you. Sound your battle cry against the wild beast of the reeds and the nations that assemble like a herd of calves led by bulls. They stumble themselves and offer gold and silver as tribute. God scatters the nations that like to do battle. They come with red cloth from Egypt. Ethiopia voluntarily offers tribute to God. O kingdoms of the earth, sing to God. Sing praises to the Lord, to the one who rides through the sky from ancient times. Look, he thunders loudly, acknowledges God's power, his sovereignty over Israel, and the power he reveals in the skies. You are awe-inspiring, O God, as you emerge from your holy temple. It is the God of Israel who gives the people power and strength. God deserves praise. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 Be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. Women's head coverings I praise you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions just as I pass them on to you. But I want you to know that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is head of a woman, and God is head of Christ. Any man who prays or prophesies with his head covered disgraces his head. But any woman who prays or prophesies with their head uncovered disgraces her head. For it is the one and the same thing as having a shaven head. For if a woman will not cover her head, she should cut her hair off. But if it is disgraceful for a woman to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, she should cover her head. For a man should not have his head covered, since he is the image and glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for the sake of woman, but woman for man. For this reason a woman should have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angels. In any case, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For just as woman came from man, so man comes through woman. But all things come from God. Judge for yourselves, is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him? But if a woman has long hair, it is her glory. For her hair is given to her for a covering. If anyone intends to quarrel about this, we have no other practice, nor do the churches of God. The Lord's Supper. Now, in giving the following instruction, I do not praise you, because you came together not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you came together as a church, I hear there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. For there must in fact be divisions among you, so that those of you who are approved may be evident. Now when you come together at the same place, you are not really eating the Lord's Supper. For when it is time to eat, everyone proceeds with his own supper. One is hungry and another comes drunk. Do you not have houses so that you can eat and drink? Or are you trying to show contempt for the church of God by shaming those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I praise you? I will not praise you for this. For I received from God what I also passed unto you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this every time you drink it in remembrance of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. For this reason, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. A person should examine himself first, and in this way let him eat the bread and drink the cup. For the one who eats and drinks without careful regard for the body eats and drinks judgment against himself. That is why many of you are weak and sick, and quite a few are dead. But if we examined ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned with the world. So then, brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you assemble, it does not lead to judgment. I will give instructions about other matters when I come.